Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Lipsky of Break of Day Capital. I talk to leading experts to discuss a wide range of subjects to educate investors on best-in-class practices to build legacy wealth and positively impact communities. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Lipsky with Break of Day Capital. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Asset Management Mastery, where we have a great community of thousands of like-minded individuals sharing resources and best practices. Hey, everyone. We have launched the BODC Multifamily Impact Fund. Invest with a trusted operator with a track record of success. Our fund offers diversification, risk mitigation, tax benefits, and stringent acquisition criteria. If you'd like to learn more, head over to our website at breakofdaycapital.com. Today, Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. Today on the podcast, we're going in a different direction, but I think it's very, very relevant for success. And we have my friend Clay Speakman on and After building several technology companies and a family of four kids, Clay began a 10-year journey through the hardest survival and endurance races on the planet. Over 100 events, 12 ultramarathons, two multi-day Spartan agogis, I hope I said that right, and three 70-hour death races later, he learned what it takes to achieve and sustain epic grit, which I know you and I both believe is needed for continued success. So thanks for joining us, Clay. Can you start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Ah, Thanks, Gary. Happy to be here. Listen, I went through the cycle of sacrificing everything to find success, or at least what I thought success would be. You know, I got in my mid-30s and realized like, man, this can't be it. There's no fulfillment here. I sacrificed everything. You know, I cut corners. I climbed the ladder. I did all those things, and I still didn't feel like I had any level of epic potential reached or fulfillment. So, you know, I started looking around for things to scare and challenge myself that I couldn't do. I signed up for things that I thought had a high degree of failure. I just went through that journey ending with the death race. And after the death race got to a point where like, okay, now I know what my epic potential is. It's not a journey that most people will ever take, but it taught me that there's an epic potential inside of every one of us. And if you're not tapping into it, and if you're not tapping into the right reasons, you're just going to be on the hamster wheel, always coming short of fulfillment. And I think the world lacks grit, right? We have a comfort crisis going on. Nobody wants to do hard things. People pay a lot of money to avoid hard things. I think we're doing it backwards. We got to run towards hard, not away. And that's what I talk about today. And that's what's changed my life. Yeah, I fully agree with you. Did you always have grit or it kind of took time to develop? Like once you went into this kind of journey, did you kind of discover that inside of you? I was a scrappy kid. I had grit. I wanted to do crazy things. I wanted to build businesses that people didn't have before, you know, reinvent the wheel. So I had that entrepreneurial grit and I got to a level of success where then I could afford all the comfort 
And that comfort just eroded all my grit. So then I was like, what do I have left? And I went through a, a cycle of grit brings success, success erodes comfort. And then after that, you got to re-engage grit again because you'll wake up and it's not there. And then you don't have the grit to sustain or reinvent yourself because you know once you're on a mountain, then everybody else is going to pull you off that mountain. If you can't climb the next mountain, then you're toast. And grit is the ability to keep climbing up those mountains. Once you get to the top of the mountain, you're not done. You just got to go to the next mountain. It gets hard again, right? So, you know, we know that, but engaging that grit is something I had to teach myself because I let comfort erode it. Yeah, you know, I, I see it in very successful friends of mine. They get very content in their life. They're, you know, they're gaining weight. They're not working out as much. They're not, their business if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And so I see that in a lot of people that they're not, you've got to keep that edge. Otherwise, you know, the next young guy, the next, the hungrier person is going to come up and pass you by and leave you in their dust. Yeah. So, you know, I learned a few things necessary to complete all the different events I had. And one of the core things I learned is do hard things on purpose as many times a day. That's developing the grit mindset. You don't have to do the death race to just take the stairs when the escalator is right next to it. You don't have to do the death race. You could just carry groceries to the store instead of get a cart. These are simple. You could park further away the next time you run an errand. These are grit mindset hacks that everyone could do no matter what physical shape, no matter what amount of wealth you have. It just develops a mindset that's counterculture to comfort crisis. And that's how you can engage grit every single day. And so... You know, you finished this 10-year journey, and so you started a new path. And and, and talk about this new path, Epic Grit, the, the company that you're, you're working on right now. Yeah, so Epic Grit is a club for people who own or run businesses who understand that there's a lack of grit. They want to re-engage grit to make a bigger impact in the world. And that's what the club's all about. Gary, you're a founding member. There's a, there's a great group of guys that have really poured into it. And eventually we'll start expanding and we'll make it available to people all over who run businesses and who, who resonate with this problem. But my personal journey, once I got to the pinnacle of pretty much the hardest event you could sign up for and compete in, the death race, I turned my attention to how can I help other people start their own grit journeys, right? There was no more mountain for me to climb that was high enough that I hadn't climbed already. And you know, I said, what am I going to do with this now? Right? I can't just say, I finished this event and that's my legacy. No, I have to say, how many more people can start doing simple, hard things on purpose? Some of them might not ever do an event anywhere near the death race level. Most people won't. But how can I get people who are not doing anything right now to do a little bit tomorrow? People who are doing a little bit now to do more than that. And that's how I started the club. And, and you know, that's the message. Nice. Talk about that death race. You talk about, you know, the struggles you went through and the obstacles you had to overcome. Yeah, it took me nine years to get ready for the death race. So, you know, there was lots of steps in between where I'm learning things, conditioning my body, conditioning my mind to get ready for that. But the death race itself is a four, sometimes five day total chaos fest. There's no course map. There's no known distance. You don't even know when it's going to end. Sometimes you don't even know when it's going to start. You just told a day and you just got to be ready at a moment's notice for the race to begin. There's constant confusion. There's contradictory rules. There's instructions that make no sense. There's impossible tasks. Everything about the event is designed to encourage you to quit, encourage you to give up and even reward you. And it's just, do you have 
the grit to fight through all those things and still not quit, still not feel defeated. You have to be physically fit. That's a given, but it's all a mental battle once you get to that level. It was both the hardest thing I've ever done and the most fun I've ever had. There's photos of me smiling, having fun, making jokes with the staff, which were then rewarded with extra work. But my mindset was that it's not only a journey to grit, but it's also something that I can enjoy doing at the same time. That was part of my vision for how I would feel during the event, how I would feel after the event is not only would I embrace the suck, I would enjoy the suck. And that's translated into life. When something really scares me, when it's hard, I automatically feel two things. One is I'm going to go get it. I'm not going to run away from it. And two, I get a sense of joy when it happens. So imagine running into a fire when everybody else is running out. And then imagine being happy about it and like being fun. It's a total shift. And I learned that during the death race and I'll never forget it. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people would look at you very oddly with that mindset, but it, it is it is a great mindset to have. Yeah. I talk about the magical grit fairy, right? There's no such thing, but if there is one and it came and visited you in the middle of the night and said, I'm going to grant you a superpower. That superpower is epic grit. And while you have the superpower, you'll never be afraid of any challenge. You'll never feel defeated. And you'll never quit, you know, barring death, right, of any challenge or problem that's in front of you. And you'll enjoy the process, right? So we don't have that grit fairy, but we can earn that level of grit by doing hard work on purpose. Talk to me about, you know, working with successful entrepreneurs and and developing their grit and, and how it's changed them. Sure. So a lot of my transformation was in life, right? So I re-looked at my marriage. I re-looked at my relationship with my kids, my relationship with my friends. And I realized I was a con man. I was cutting corners. I was cheating my family by being too busy, too distracted. I was cheating my work by looking for shortcuts. I was cheating my friends by having transactional behavior and not authentic relationships. So I changed that by just Anything that was hard, I didn't want to do in those areas. I just decided that's what I'm doing, right? I'm not doing the easy stuff. I'm doing the hard stuff. And it made me a new version to my family, my friends. And then I looked at it at work and I said, all right, what do I want to achieve at work? I want a $10 million valuation on my technology company. It was easy for me to come up with all the things I didn't want to do. So that's where I started. I just tackled all the things I didn't want to do to the point where if I didn't know what to do next, I just thought of the thing I didn't want to do the most. And that was my next thing to do because it was hard, right? So it really changed my business. And that's the thing I tell people who own their own businesses is if it's easy, it's boring. Let's get rid of that. Let's find the hard things. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Really hard to do, but great advice. <laughs> of course, it's hard, right? If it was easy, everyone would be a millionaire. Everyone would have huge companies. Everyone would live in mansions and drive fast cars. By the way, When you get to that mansion and that fast car, most people are not fulfilled because they didn't do it, you know, for the reason why they exist. It it was just a a token of you've reached a certain level. Now you can afford this. So, you know, doing the hard things is sometimes not buying the thing that you think you should reward yourself with. Pouring that energy into something else, making a bigger impact. Whatever's counter to the comfort crisis is what will give you the most fulfillment in most cases. I'm not saying don't enjoy fine wine, don't have a great house, don't do nice things for your family, don't give good gifts. I do all those things. I enjoy those things. Nothing wrong with it. The only issue is if you let it erode your grit, then it is counterproductive to your end goal. What's next on your grit bucket list, I guess, for your journey (laughs) next couple of years? 
Yeah. Well, you can see I'm really sucking it up in the Suckfest here in Orlando, Florida, at a nice resort. I just spoke to a room full of people who own law firms and lawyers. So they need extra grit, just like all of us need grit. And I'm taking my grit van, which is on tour right now with a bunch of sandbags and other grit supplies. And I'm going up to Lake Oconee in Georgia for the GoBundance Mastermind. I've got four days of grit events going on, including about 80 GoBundance guys who are going to do a four-hour grit competition, including Gary here. So it's going to be a fun-filled week of grit, campfires, brats, and masterminds. I love it. I'm looking forward to, you know, having a little pain, a little grit in my life, and I can't wait. Clay, anything else you want to talk about on your, you know, Epic Grit platform you've got? You know, it's really just how many simple, hard things a day people do. If you have some accountability of people you can share that with, we all know that the first step of making the change is professing it to someone else because you're more likely to follow through. So if people watching this, if you want to get a little bit more grit, you want to up your grit game, do two things. One, find somebody and profess, hey, I'm going to start doing simple, hard things on purpose every day just because they're hard. And two, I'm going to tell you every time I do it, right? So you're going to text them, hey, I just walked up a flight of stairs. Hey, I just picked up this thing and I carried it around the house, right? There doesn't need to be a reason why. The reason why is just because it's hard, right? That's the idea. So, you know. Those are simple things everyone can do starting today, right now, while you're watching this podcast to just increase that grit in your life. And if you do that, you're going to make me very happy. Awesome. That's exactly what I did with a friend of mine when I saw that email regarding the Spartan race in Anaheim. I got a partner and we worked out together. If he did a workout, he would text me or I would text him and it just helped us prepare for that race. And you know, now I'm hooked a little bit. I'm looking forward to the next race and trying to beat my time and trying to do the activities that I really sucked at and want to greatly improve for the next time. Yeah, that's awesome. I love to hear that. Well, Clay, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing a ton of value on Epic Grit. Please tell the listeners where they can find out more about you and your company. Yeah. So the club is so new, we don't even have a website yet. We're in a beta testing mode. But if you want to reach out to me, Email is great, clay at epicgritclub.com. You can look up Epic Grit Club on Facebook or Instagram. You can send me a message. Let's have a conversation. I want to hear where you're at. I want to hear where you want to go. I want to hear what your comfort crisis challenge is right now, what you're doing for grit every day. If it's about grit, I want to talk to you. So that'd be great. Awesome. Definitely check it out. This is Gary Lipsky signing off. I'll be back next week with another informative episode on the Real Estate Investor Podcast. To all of our listeners, thanks for joining us. And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and like, subscribe, and leave a review as it will help us reach more people. And if you'd like to learn more about what we do at Break of Day Capital, head over to our website at breakofdaycapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and fill out our investor application. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.